Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday the 10th of August, Super Thursday. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's run through what's happening at the moment. The market is flat, 06 of a point up, or 0.01%, 7,338. It did open at 7,342, uh, 41.2 rather, which was the high. It did have a low of 7,321, so a 20-point range. We have fought back from early losses, but to be honest, it is all about results today. It is Super Thursday. We have had a slew of results, uh, some good, some not so good, some expected, Uh, But that is where the focal point is. Looking at the winners today, certainly the top gainers at the moment include Satire, which is up 18% uh, on the back of its uh, results. And we'll get into a little more detail in that in a moment. We also have Borrell doing well today, 7.3%. I guess the writing on the wall to some extent, if you pardon the pun, was the James Hardy results that we saw the other day. They're more focused on the US, of course, but Borrell, certainly some good results from them. We're also having a bit of a renaissance today in coal stocks with uh, Stanmore doing well. Uh, they're up uh, nearly 7%, uh, Borrell up around uh, 7% as well. Uh, Whitehaven Coal also doing well, up around 5%. If you remember, that was one that we looked at a little while ago as a uh, candidate to benefit from the heat waves and the energy consumption uh, around the Northern Hemisphere to keep places cool. So the coal price is doing the right thing and Whitehaven doing the right thing as well. Uh, And of course, New Hope uh, following in its wake, or rather actually leading 5.8% higher. So some good numbers coming out of coal stocks, some good bounces there, even Bowen Coal uh, which BCB is the stock code there. They're up uh, 15.6% today. So those are the good side of things. On the negative side of things today, uh, down at EDI came in with some underwhelming numbers, uh, down 6.3%. Uh, Dejerawa, uh, DJW, uh, they have gone ex-dividends today. So nil desperandum there, they're down 4.3%. So before you all uh, get all excited or all melancholy about it, Dejerawa, DJW down 4.3%, not much volume to be honest, uh, but they are ex-dividend today. Uh, also slipping away uh, are Rio uh, slightly, uh, they're down 2.5% there. But when we look across the market today, we are seeing a little bit of profit taking, if you like, or some selling in CBA, uh, 1.1% down after that good rise yesterday. Um, much, of course, has been written about CBA by the brokers. As usual, pretty much as you would expect I guess CBA does trade at a premium to all the other banks and as a result is always expensive and analysts alike are always a little bit downbeat on why you'd pay a premium for CBA. Of course, it is also political uh, and much uh, gnashing of teeth, of course, uh, for CBA in the papers this morning and Matt Common defending the $10.2 billion record profits and uh, when other people I guess some of his customers are doing things a little bit tough. Not a, not, 
Enough of them, though, it did seem from those results yesterday. Uh, once again, the banking machine continues to roll on. In the strategy piece today, just having a little look at Commonwealth Bank with that uh, huge uh, record profit. Of course, they also put in place a billion-dollar uh, share buyback, and they raised the dividend as well. That's certainly not a bank and a board that is worried about the looming, and it has been looming and talked about for so long. We're nearly in September uh, in terms of those fixed rate loans rolling off in becoming more variable rates and the pain and anguish that will cause. At the moment, CBA is stuffing the logs uh, full of money to make provisions for those. Of course, if that doesn't eventuate, uh, then the bank will have money to bring back in future years to cushion any losses to do with uh, competition, maybe, in the mortgage market. But certainly, it was a pretty solid result all round from CBA yesterday, very much in the hold category. It did have a little bit of a poke high yesterday, has been doing quite well, but very much a hold. If you don't own it, uh, then obviously timing is uh, is down to you, looking at the charts, etc., to try and time your entry there. But if you do own it, there's certainly no reason to sell it. And uh, I've, there is much gnashing of teeth, as I say, in the media concerning uh, the uh, what they consider the obscene profits of Commonwealth Bank. I would argue that having strong banks is a really good thing uh, rather than a really bad thing. And most people that are doing the gnashing of teeth in the media and wherever also probably own Commonwealth Bank through their super fund. And bear in mind that 70 to 80% of the profits go back to shareholders. If you really want to get your own back on the banking system, just buy the bank you bank with and get at least those fully frank dividends back from your bank. So that is something to bear in mind. There was a little bit of a um, kerfuffle in Italy with the Prime Minister, uh, Giorgio Maloney, uh, was um, having dinner with Mr. Silvani, who is uh, very much right-wing, and they put in place a policy uh, to tax Italian banks uh, $40 billion um, as part of a windfall profit tax. I wouldn't imagine the Italian banks are that windfall profity, but uh, clearly they are quite profitable at the moment, given where interest rates are. Uh, There was a serious backlash, serious lack of detail as well in terms of that policy, which seems to have been hatched over a nice, pleasant Tuscan dinner. And uh, very little detail of that one, and they have walked that back considerably. European banks did rally on the back of that. Our banks, as I say today, pretty flat. Uh, Where we are seeing some gains today is in the oil and gas sector, which is interesting. The oil price has crept up dramatically, something that I've looked at in the um, strategy piece today, uh, just in quick takes, looking at how that oil price has crept up. I was kind of shocked last night driving around uh, to um, a, a restaurant uh, seeing that premium petrol in our area is up to $2.50 a litre. Last time I filled up, courtesy of the 7-Eleven Lock in the Price Sun app, I paid $2 for premium and uh, we had uh, 95 or whatever the cheap one is at around $1.80, $1.82. It's usually a 20 cent premium. So uh, you can see that there is an inflation effect there. Of course, we are looking at the US CPI coming out tonight, uh, 3%. Uh, was the last number. Uh, 3.3% is the feel that maybe it has risen slightly as that oil price has pushed up. So uh, that is obviously the key focal point of the US market. Results continue to drop in the US, of course, but the CPI, the biggie uh, for uh, many people to see which way the Fed is going to jump. Of course, we do have that Jackson Hole uh, at the end of August, which will be interesting 
to see whether there'll be any kind of Federal Reserve pivot from Jerome Powell again. Also in the strategy today, a link to a really good article that uh, Graham Hand put out on First Links this morning uh, concerning selling. Uh, We have uh, talked in the newsletter at times in the last week or so about the art of selling, when to sell, how to sell, and that selling is possibly more important uh, to some extent than actually buying. Anybody can do the buying. You just have to put your hand up at an auction to be buying, but selling is a far greater uh, potential uh, loss-making situation. If you time it wrongly or you don't get back in, uh, you can certainly lose out long-term. So good article there and a good um, link there to that article today from Graham, who is uh, a pretty savvy kind of guy. So stock yesterday that I talked about on Osbiz on the call, and I must admit, I still scratch my head with people paying $800 for a t-shirt. However, Satire, the luxury online retailer, there's no sign of any drop-off in people with money that are prepared to pay uh, for luxury goods. They added 160000 Uh, active customers and they reduced acquisition costs by 30% year on year to 96 bucks. These guys sell Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, Jimmy Choo shoes, all that sort of stuff. Most of the sales are in the US and then followed by Australia and the UK. Uh, But the the company announced today that full year 23 revenue doubled to 416 million. EBITDA adjusted 29.3 which was a big Big gain from the previous period. Profit in terms of the bottom line reached 16 million uh, from the loss of 19 million uh, last year. So that was a pretty impressive result from Satire and certainly uh, puts me back in my box as far as people buying $800 t shirts. Luckily, on the uh, Osbys yesterday at 12 o'clock, uh, we were talking Satire. And uh, I was looking at the charts, and from a technical perspective, I suggested that maybe there was a short-term bounce in the offing. It did look as if it had bottomed after a big fallback from $3.50 to $2.80. And I must admit, I was more lucky than anything else picking that one. But the stock is up nearly 20% today. So that is a good, good result from Satire. Uh, and uh, certainly if you have watched the um, the program yesterday, you've done relatively well. Downer uh, has posted a $386 million loss. They talk about a challenging market, uh, more competitive pr- pressures for defense projects and ongoing difficulties with some utility projects. Uh, so that is out this morning as well. Final dividend down to $0.08, cents, down from $0.12 cents a year earlier. AMP also uh, today with their half-year profits uh, posted a statutory net profit of $261 million for the first half. Uh, that was down from 469 last year. They are paying a $0.02 cent dividend again. So that is, uh, I guess, some good news there for AMP. And we have also seen Borrell uh, doing very well today. The uh, Borrell uh, has pushed up uh, the... Um, Earnings before interest, depreciation, and amortization, EBITDA, uh, is up 37.6% to 454.4%. Revenue's up 17%. Still not paying a dividend, though, but they're certainly doing well uh, with their businesses. Uh, prices on quarrying products up 11%. Cement products were up 8%. Concrete prices up 12%. And higher asphalt prices up 6%. So uh, a pretty good number there from uh, the company there, Vic Bansell, uh, the man in charge, certainly turning that one around. Kerry Stokes, of course, owns 73% 
of the company. So he'll be pretty happy today. AGL also out this morning. Uh, they fell to a $1.26 billion loss, but that was pretty much known. That was flagged right downs. Underlying profit, though, uh, combined with an optimistic outlook, uh, they're seeing underlying profit rising to 281 in the year ended 30 June, up from 225 million. And of course, they are looking at a 23 cent final dividend, which is more than 10 cents from a year earlier. Mike Cannon Brooks will be a happy little Vegemite there for uh, for that one in terms of AGL. Uh, at the moment, AGL is currently uh, pushing up. Uh, actually, it's flat down 0.4 of a percent. Uh, Borrell is one of the winners, up 6.6 percent. And uh, we have got QBE as well out this morning, uh, down 0.9, but no real surprises from QBE, which is uh, unusual for them because they do tend to surprise. Uh, 10.2% increase in premiums for QBE, profits of 400 million US, 612 million uh, Aussie. Stuck with guidance for the full year of gross written premiums, GWP, where you see that up, that is GWP, gross written premiums. So interesting to have a look at that. Turning to other matters in on the couch yesterday, or actually on uh, Tuesday, I interviewed uh, Chris Gale from Latin Resources. Has been a big winner for us. Uh, have a little listen to that. It was a 30-minute chat to Chris about their Salinas Lithium project in South America. Uh, they are very close to the Sigma Lithium people, uh, very much a um, copycat kind of uh, resource, a copycat kind of business as well. And uh, that certainly is worth having a little look at and a listen to in terms of that one. Looking at uh, Henry's take today, just a few things there. Uh, clearly, there is a bit of a diggers and dealers curse on at the moment. If you uh, present at diggers and dealers, you do get smacked. Yesterday's smacking was in a stock called Delta Lithium, uh, which we had been talking about and uh, uh, following a deal uh, with a Japanese house that invested to take up to uh, 15% of that one at 70 cents 0.75 so that one got absolutely smacked yesterday much criticism on the hot copper crowd of uh, David Flanagan's presentation style it was diggers and dealers it is slightly less formal (coughs) perhaps than we have seen in east coast presentations Uh, more meat pies than hors d'oeuvres and champagne uh, so the stock did tumble yesterday, trading a little bit easier today, uh, down around 1%. But have a little look at that. Delta Lithium, certainly still interesting. Dreadnought as well, getting a bit polaxed. Uh, I have put a link in the newsletter today for anyone that's keen to watch uh, David Flanagan do his um, his stand-up. Uh, bear in mind, though, that uh, the Yinathara project in the Gascoigne uh, is, uh, is, is pretty big. Uh, and Gina Reinhardt and Chris Ellison and the Japanese now on the register there with Aidamitsu uh, buying in, as I say, around that 70 cent level. So it's an interesting one. I'm sure that uh, the mantra now from diggers and dealers is do not disappoint because we have seen uh, some uh, disappointment there in terms of uh, presentations. Uh, Macquarie had some research out this morning uh, talking uh, day three diggers, their takeaways. They looked at um, Evolution de Grey, a lot of gold miners uh, yesterday, Northern Star, Eris, uh, Westgold, uh, Panoramic. Uh, they highlighted they're the only pure nickel play on the ASX. Well, unfortunately, they may be the only, but they've certainly been bombed out and stuffed, so I wouldn't be touching Panoramic or its sibling, I guess, either at the moment. IGO, uh, Bellevue Gold and Alchem were also presenting. 
Uh, Pilbara, interestingly, got Digger of the Year Award, and Alcam got Digger of the Year Award. Um, Dealer of the Year Award, rather. And uh, Patriot Battery Medals got Best Emerging Company. There was also a piece from Macquarie out this morning on John's Ling Group, which had uh, one of its peers in the US, First Service Group, had their results. They showed some good organic growth there. Uh, John's Ling up uh, 2.3% this morning. Also, Alliance Aviation up this out this morning with their results, 3% higher. Looks like all their hard work and all the planes that they've rented from Qantas on wet leases and dry leases and pulling out of the tourist market to more service the uh, the mining sector on the FIFO basis is starting to pay off. Of course, uh, Alliance was the subject of a Qantas takeover approach, which did take forever, and eventually the ACCC knocked it back. There was no uh, news from Alliance as far as appeals go. Alliance had never really pushed the whole merger thing. Qantas is an 18.5% or 19% shareholder in Alliance as well. Currently, we've got US futures showing a little bit better, I have to say, a little bit of uh, book squaring perhaps ahead of the CPI. Uh, We've got NASDAQ futures up uh, 46 points. And we've got Dow futures up around 93 points. So that's certainly helping the sentiment in our market. But it is very much uh, the uh, results that are dominating today, as I say. But um, CBA, certainly no hurry there to buy that one following the numbers yesterday. Uh, But the market does and has warmed uh, to the uh, Borrell result. Satire, absolute standout today. Uh, Obviously, Borrell... Uh, probably got a little bit more upside. Uh, Satire is very volatile. We have seen a little bit of selling in tech stocks today, although it is, uh, I guess, abating a little bit. Zero down 2.3%. But we are seeing some strength coming through at the moment in resource stocks. Pilbara uh, up 1.7%. So that's good. As far as housekeeping matters go, of course, uh, we do have an Ask the Analyst session tomorrow night. Uh, A bit light on on numbers. Maybe my day has... uh, has passed. Maybe there's not enough interest in Ask the Analyst, but uh, if you are interested, we'll be talking some of the results uh, and basically answering any of the questions that you want to ask me. There is a uh, sign-up, of course, on the website. We've also, of course, got the uh, reporting season webinar as well uh, next week, uh, so that'll be interesting. Far more signed up for that. Uh, so uh, that's uh, interesting, of course. Far more signed up for that. And I would urge you, if you've got any uh, interest in the lithium space, have a listen to Chris Gale on the couch. Uh, He's an interesting guy, uh, very much uh, embedded with South America, uh, has done done it in the past, and it certainly looks like a pretty interesting project there at the moment. Um, It's had such a massive run. They did have an announcement out this morning. Uh, The stock is up uh, 3.5% today. It did top out above 40 cents, around 42, and really couldn't hold it. Back to 37 and a quarter at uh, the moment, trading uh, 37, 37 and a half. So uh, some, uh, some interest there stirring this morning. Well, that's about it from me today. Uh, still have, um, obviously, uh, nothing as far as big picture ETFs. The US market continues uh, to, uh, to be under a little bit of pressure. Uh, the Aussie market is not really going anywhere either. It is very much stock focused on this Super Thursday. And of course, the pace just picks up from here. CBA was just the opening salvo. Uh, and now we go from uh, QBE, AGL, Borrell, etc. today. 
and uh, satire. That uh, pretty good result there, so I got lucky yesterday. Well, that's it. Have a great day. We're back again this afternoon, of course, with the end of day. And don't forget, give the uh, podcast a bit of a listen to on Chris Gale on the couch. <laughs>